everyone. It's Craig, Craig McKim Networking. So nice to be heard and to have you listening. I appreciate it. As many of you know, I don't do a whole lot of interviews, but today's a little bit different. I'm excited to say I have my first CEO on the line, and his name is David Gertler, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about him. Uh, there's, a, there's, there's really a lot to say, and he's an impressive guy. And the things that you're going to hear, I mean, it just like intelligence oozes out of this guy, but we're not going to talk to him about all his accomplishments. We're going to talk about him being a self-titled introvert um, and math geek and how he got around from all those to becoming a major league networker. So David is the co-founder and CEO of Treble. It's a software and it's a software executive for, with over 40 years, I'm sorry, 30 years experience. Leading and growing technology companies specializing in software, hardware, and professional services. David has led major divisions for Fortune 500 companies and also accelerated the, I'm sorry, accelerated the growth of several tech companies. His background includes working as a crypto mathematician <laughs> and systems engineer uh, in the Intel community. And he's held senior executive roles in publicly traded technology companies and recently was chief operating officer of a privately held software company sold for over $100 million. David earned two degrees from Ensolier uh, and uh, a bachelor's degree in mathematics and a master's degree in applied mathematics, which I'm not even sure what that is. is uh, his second master's was from John Hopkins in electrical engineering and graduated from the Warden School, where he earned his MBA with distinction. Of course he did. David has earned many awards, including the Albert Fox Demers, I'm sorry, Albert Fox Demers Medal from Rensselaer, and the Maryland Controller presented David with the William Donald Schaefer Award in 2014 for explore careers in the STEM fields, which I'll have him explain that. Uh, David lives in Maryland with his wife and kids. He's founded the Rensselaer Alumni Network, co-founded Stimulating Minds, a STEM nonprofit. And has also performed, <laughs> this is the best part, has performed stand-up comedy and performed in and directed three improv comedy troops. Without further ado, let me introduce David Gertler. David, how are hey, you? Hey, Craig. Thanks so much. You know, I, I sound more impressive than I really am. <laughs> I see. Now, I don't believe that for a second. All that stuff you talk, when I say I don't know what applied mathematics is. I'm not sure what the, I don't, I'm not even sure what they mean to, uh, by themselves, let alone together. Sure. Um, so very, um, so like you said, very impressive. And I do want to talk about that. I also want to, but I do want to talk about how you became a fantastic networker. So first, I guess first things first is where did you like, you know, where did you come up? You know, where are you from and how did you come up? Yeah. You know, it's, um, I was um, raised in New York uh, on Long Island and I was really very shy, introverted, kind of math kid. Um, I had uh, uh, really exceptional skills in terms of memory and mathematical ability. And I had an oldest brother uh, named Steve, who's no longer with us, who um, I like to think inspired me by giving me his homework to do. So he was six years <laughs> older than me. And, you know, I was thinking, gee, wow, when I was in second grade, I was now doing algebra. And by the time I was in sixth grade, I was doing his calculus homework. And he was doing that out of love to foster my mathematics. And then years later, I realized he was just lazy and wanted me to do his homework for him. 
Um, but no, I, I love Steve, and, and that was right. part of my inspiration to, um, to to pursue mathematics. Wow. Okay. That uh, <laughs> that's I, well, you know, older brothers. I, I come from one younger brother to another. I can understand um, the misguided how you got misguided. <laughs> there you go. Way. Yeah, uh, that's funny. So, okay, so you're doing mathematics as a kid. Um, algebra clearly you know like that's insane to me um but were there any other activities i mean you talked you just talked about um you know introverted shy um you know did you do any activities that would have brought you social interaction or was it or were you just cracking the books and and just and just you know you know just say, kind of saying to yourself being being in fact introverted and, you know, was that that was probably more comfortable from what it sounds like. But, you know, you, you tell me, you know, what were you doing as a kid outside of that? Yeah, really not much. You know, I mean, comedy has always been a part of my life. You know, I, I love Monty Python and, and I could easily memorize, you know, bits. Even to this day, 30 some odd years later, I can still recite large sections of Monty Python and the Holy Grail or Eddie Murphy's <laughs> routines or Robin Williams routines. So it's like. I just love comedy. And so amongst my friends, that would kind of be my, my social out would be just like doing other people's bits or telling some jokes on my own. Uh, but for the most part, you know, very shy, very introverted um, math geek. And the other, only other thing that if you do ask about the, uh, the crypto mathematics, I had this knack, I had Please. this knack as a kid uh -huh. of breaking into things, you know, not maliciously, just, you know, if I saw a lock, it was a challenge, right? So um, as a kid, I looked at a master lock one time and I said, you know, I wonder how these things work and how hard it would, would it be to figure out and, and break into them. So I became really quite good at that. And it turns out that was a, a career opportunity for me later in my life. So, um, you know, not that I'm a master jewel thief, but, um, the skill <laughs> learning, um, learning how to break into things is actually a very valuable skill, especially in our cybersecurity world. Um, and that was my first real job. Um, I was recruited to work at the National Security Agency as a crypto mathematician. So breaking codes um, and um, things that I, uh, I, I can't tell you, um, but, right, but right. Um, I can tell you once and then I have to kill you. But Right, right. Yes. I, yeah, I'm good if I never yeah, hear I have some, you know, some, some stories I can tell, but most of the really good ones I, I honestly can't tell. But uh, that was kind of my job right. outside, uh, my first job outside of college. Wow. That's really, that's, I would think that would be in your bio somewhere, but, uh, but, but maybe not, you know, you don't, you, you, you can't too draw too much attention to, attention to what you do. Yeah. Um, you know, what I did. And it's, you know, now it's a very different world, right? Now there's so many careers in cyber. Uh, there's there's so much awareness about um, security, privacy, you know, between Facebook and Apple. And, you know, there's just a lot more um, opportunities and awareness and things going on. But, you know, 30 years ago when I was in that world, it was very clandestine. Um, people didn't talk about it much. And, you know, most people didn't even hear, of, you know, never heard of NSA, let alone, you know, know what it, mm -hmm. you know what it stood for. Um, but mm -hmm. uh, it was a very different world. And uh, I kind of keep that now I can talk a little bit about it uh, because most people have heard of it. But as a kid, you know, growing up being, you know, exceptional in math, you had three choices. You could be an accountant, an actuary, or a math professor. Mm -hmm. And none of those really were exciting to me. Um, you know, I actually ended up doing some adjunct faculty, you know, I was an adjunct faculty at a local university. And I did that for fun. It was a lot of fun. But, um, 
you know, none of those were really career opportunities that I was serious about. And um, then NSA came along and made me an interesting offer. And I said, hey, this this is kind of fun. And that kind of was great. I sat in the basement of a building um, and tapped out code on a Cray supercomputer. And, um, you know, it was it was a great career, but it was very much along those lines of shy, introverted, math geek you know, sit in the basement and, and just, you know, do my job <laughs> quietly, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. Very, very, uh, very stereotypical. Very much so. Right. Of, yeah. That's, that's, um, wow. That's really interesting. We'll have to talk more, more about that at a later date. Um, but uh, so, okay. <clears throat> as, so I guess you go as a kid, um, you know, and I guess coming up, so did you, was there any thought to, to networking then like I should be talking to more people I just choose not to um you know you said you were you know you kind of the, the doing the, the comedy thing you know it was, it was with you know it within around your friends was just around close friends you know with the you know making a joke uh-huh. um but even in school and this you know I've, I've given talks about this because it's such a different world 30 years ago when I went to college uh engineering mathematics science you were almost inculcated with this belief that your value was what you knew. So if you're smart, you're valuable, right? And there was almost mm-hmm. uh, an unspoken um, uh, co- uh, uh, corollary to that, which is the people who were more socially oriented, the people that were more outgoing, you know, they were salespeople because they couldn't do math, because they couldn't do engineering, right? And so it was mm-hmm. very much looked down on in, in the engineering and mathematics and science community. It's like, oh, if you're social, it's because you can't do differential equations. So I always viewed it as a negative growing up and throughout my academic uh-huh. and early career. And it wasn't until mid-career that I had this aha moment, which today is so you know obvious. But back then, it was suddenly this magic insight, which is you can do both. You can be introverted, you can be a mathematician, you can be, you know, scientist, engineer, and you can develop relationships with people and work in teams and be very productive. And I'm glad to say these days, you know, I'm still very actively involved in a number of different universities, um, engineering universities like Hopkins uh, Engineering School and RPI and, and you know, Wharton. Um, and you see a very different teaching philosophy, which is more around not just what you know collaboration and working with teams. So I'm glad it's changed. But for people that weren't there, you know, 30, 40 years ago, it was a very different world. And, you know, and students, engineers, mathematicians were specifically taught, you know, you have to know stuff because you have to be valuable as a standalone person. And these days it's more like, you know, you need to understand things, but you need to be able to collaborate, communicate effectively, work in team environments, um, and then build relationships with people. And I'm so glad that it's taken that change, but it wasn't there when I went through it 30 years ago. Yeah, that um, I can see, I can, I can definitely see how that uh, just, just understanding the way, the, the way that relationships work, people talk about and, and this kind of a half a step, half step away, I guess a little bit from what you were saying is, is like, you have to be able to collaborate and things like that. And if you, if you are to be, if you are to continue in a, in a, in that kind of industry or any industry, 
um, people, it's, you know, it's, it's about who you, you know, it's not about what you know, but who you know. Um, unfortunately, well, I don't say unfortunately, but I got to think in your, in your line at that time, um, it was what you knew. It was only what you and, knew. Right. Yeah. And right. Then I yeah. realized, you know, it's both, right? Because um, you see it a lot of companies, every, I'd say most tech that I've been involved with, um, it's all about cross-functional teams. So you'll have a designer who has an artistic ability with a developer, you know, software developer, a program manager, you've got all these different talents with different personalities that come together to work collaboratively to build something, you know, really great. And again, back when I was going through it, it was like, all right, you, you are a cog, you know, you do this job and then you provide that up to this. And that was it. So I'm thrilled that we've made that change. Um, and I, I, I tell the story a lot to, to students uh, wherever I can um, because I want people to understand that there's a value, even if you're introverted or you're extroverted, you know, working collaboratively, knowing things and having relationships, valuable relationships with people, just expand your reach and allow you to do so much more than what you can do just as an individual. For, yeah, for sure. That's well, they, what is it? If you want to go, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together, you know, go exactly. things like that. And I can yep. see that. Um, I, I, this question just kind of came up. So you're, you know, you're doing all this high level mathematician work, engineering work, but you need somebody to sell it, right? You need to have salesmen that go out and sell to and sales people to go out and sell what you have created, what they have to go out and sell your work. So how do you, how do you communicate that to people that don't necessarily, I mean, especially this, cause I mean, you can tell me, go out and sell a car, go out and sell this, this service. But I mean, you're talking high level stuff and things that they, you know, because they can't do it, they're out there doing sales. So how do you communicate that with somebody that may or may not be able to grasp it and then have them actually sell your stuff? Yeah. So that's, that's kind of where the standup, um, and the comedy and my ability just to, uh, you know, pull in different humors and think extemporaneously. And that's where that really uh, helped differentiate me. Right. Mm -hmm. um, I'd be able to stand up in a meeting and just kind of case the audience and make a couple of comments or just kind of humanize things a little bit. So that's, mm -hmm. that's the piece that helped, I guess, move me out of that path. Um, and allowed me to take that step into, you know, higher level management, um, exec positions, leadership roles and things like that. It was I, I attribute it mostly to my ability to just make people laugh, tell jokes, um, do improv and things along those lines. Yeah. OK, cool. So when we were talking earlier um, before we started recording, you um, you had mentioned that I guess it was maybe about 20 years ago that you figured out needing, needing to network or having to network. Um, how did you, so how did that come to you? And then what did you do? What did you do to prepare for it? Like, I mean, and yeah. so like one to actually do it, but then to, to go to the, to go to the event, like to, to go to that, you know, wherever it was that that meetup or whatever it was at that time that, that you decided, Hey, I need, you know, I, I, I know I need to network. Like, how do you get there mentally? Then how do you like literally, how do you prepare for it to go to the, you know, to go to the events that you might not have wanted to go to? Yeah, that, that's, that's really great. Um, 
it was so hard for me. Um, and it was really out of, I would say, almost a desperation, right? This was back in the late 90s, uh, like 99 timeframe, the, the tech bubble had burst. And suddenly I was out of a job, you know, the company sold um, and the, my phone wasn't ringing. Right. And it was the first time in my career where I wasn't getting recruited to three or four different companies. Mm-hmm. And I just sat there saying, all right, what should I do? Um, you know, do I just email resumes or, you know, look for want ads? I mean, how, how do you find a job when the phone's not ringing all the time? And, you know, somebody said, you know, you got a network. And that just made my skin crawl. Like, oh, my God, I got to meet strangers and <laughs> tell them, hey, I'm, you know, hire me. You know, it's like, how does that work? Right. So um, a friend uh, met me for breakfast and said, all right, look, I'm going to give you nine names of people. You're going to go out. You're going to talk to these people. You're going to meet with them face to face and just try to get to know them. And there were a few really nice people and a few really not nice people. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) You can call them whatever you want to call them here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, We'll we'll go with that. Okay, all right. Uh, One guy made me get up. Uh, probably around 4.30 in the morning to meet him, as it turns out, like a, at a truck stop diner at 6 a.m. He, at 6.30, I called to say, you know, are you coming? You know, are, are, am I at the wrong place? And I could tell I woke him up. He showed up around 7.30. Uh, so I'd been sitting there for a long time drinking a lot of coffee. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, eventually when he got there, it's like, oh, hi, you know, I'm glad, you know, we could make this. I really appreciate your time. You know, it was very polite. And, you know, clearly I'm looking for a job, you know, but I didn't get to it. He cuts me off. He says, you know, eventually you're going to be really successful. And I want to know you because down the road, you're going to hire someone like me. And I remember thinking, no, I won't. (laughs) (laughs) So there were a lot of, there were, there were some really wonderful people. And I've got some amazing stories about just really kind folks that, that helped me in my journey. But one of the insights I had was networking is a lot like, trick-or-treating on Halloween, mm-hmm. right? You, you put on your mask. Hi, I'm David. I'm a software executive and I'm currently doing this and this, right? And then you knock on doors and sometimes you get a Snickers bar and sometimes they're not home and sometimes it's a lump of coal. You just, you just keep knocking on the different doors. But the other insight that I, I quickly developed, um, you know, I, I was a type A personality, so I like to meet lots of people. I set a goal of three to five new people every single day. So really pushing. Wow. Like, yeah. 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 15 to <laughs> 20 sure. people a week. Yeah. I mean, and so, um, but what would happen is I'd meet somebody on a Tuesday morning and then by Thursday afternoon, I'd meet another person and it was like a giant game of concentration. Like, you know, Hey, Craig, you mentioned this, um, you know, Sally said she's also interested. So I started making these connections to people. You, you guys should talk, you guys should talk. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, I was creating so much goodwill. I was helping so many people that my phone started to ring. And that's when the, one of the light bulbs went off in my head. It's like, wow, networking is about building relationships. It's about helping others. And the more I helped others, the more they were trying to help me in return. And then I never looked back, right? Suddenly I have, you know, probably several thousand people that I've helped over the years, um, just meeting with them and, hey, what are you up to? How do I help you? And I still do that to this day. You know, I spend some time, spend a lot of time in coffee shops, meeting people, you know, (laughs) at at the coffee shop, you know, hey, let's meet at four o'clock, three o'clock, you know, 10 o'clock in the morning. And we get together, we talk, I get to understand what they're about. And I say, you know what, 
I know somebody, let me hook you up with that person. So I do a lot of that. And that was kind of the insight that I had that changed me from introverted math geek to, you know, master networker, right? If you help other people and you get to know who they are and you think long-term, how do I build relationships with them? It's a total different game than, hey, I'm looking for a job or I'm looking for a client or a customer or a deal or here's my business card, right? It's a totally different game when you think long-term relationships. Yeah, I boy, I would just hug you if I was if we were sitting side by side. That is that is what is just so missed by everybody. I was on I, just a, a quick story of my own, and and th- I was on the phone with uh, with a friend of mine uh, asking uh, essentially to to join a uh, to join a networking group or just kind of get their thoughts on on this networking group that I've begun and. I said, uh, you know, I kind of explained it to her and, and she was quick to kind of, uh, you know, like, that. that's not for me. I don't really need that. And, and, I'm, and that was the main theme of it. And I'm like, you know, it's not so much about you needing it because if, when you're networking and you're doing it consistently, it's for, I look at it, you know, to point one, the long-term, absolutely. Like that is just, that's the, that's the first thing because you got to put yourself in that mind space of like, this is not a sale. This is not for a sale today or tomorrow. This might not even be for a sale. This might just be the relationship that, you know, that person says something to me that like trip, that trip something that, that I'm able to go do something else, or I'm able to introduce them to, to somebody or whatever the case may be. But when I'm thinking when, when you're networking, it's, you're almost doing it, for your for your network to go out and meet new people it's not so much it's not just for me but it's for everybody else that i know yep and so it's i'm sorry go ahead oh i'm sorry i was gonna say i have i have almost the exact same story that you were just describing Uh Um, so years ago i started this rensselaer alumni network the ran right and sure right around 2000 right i figured you know rpi i love rpi um and our we have a great alumni but we don't really have a culture of networking and giving back, right? Because again, it was engineers mm-hmm. and all, right? Right, yeah. So I started this this group and it's still going strong 20 years later. But I had uh, an alum one day call me up out of the blue and said, hey, I heard you're the networking guy and where should I email your res- my resume to you so you can help me find a job? <laughs> and so, right? So I said, Swing and a miss, my friend. <laughs> yeah, it's like, hi, my name is David, right? Um, you know, nice to talk to you. That's not how it works. I'm not a, I'm not a recruiting site or anything, right? right? So I talked to him, but ultimately I ended up introducing him to somebody and he ended up getting a job. And several months later, I told him that we were having a networking event and it was, you know, all the events are free. Mm-hmm. Why don't you come out? And he said to me, oh, I don't need to come out. I already have a job. <laughs> right. And I love your laugh, Craig, because you know exactly where I'm going, right? It's like, I said to him, all right. I want well, just want to make two points. Right? First, you realize that you have to dig your well before you're thirsty, right? You have to always have a little bit of networking because you well never know. Oh, boy. Down the road, you're going to have to find another job and having that network in place, et cetera. And the second point is maybe it's your turn to help somebody else. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he literally said, oh, I get it. <laughs> And then he showed up at the meeting, right? So yeah, good, okay, yeah, yeah. So you know, engineers, we learn, right? Uh So, um, but not always the easiest way. It doesn't come naturally to my generation of of 
engineers and, and mathematicians, right? It, it just doesn't. Um, so that's part of what I do for the, you know, the stimulating minds and, and all that, help inspire people and teach them networking. It, it might come really naturally to you, Craig. It sounds like you're just a natural networker. You get it. You understand the value. You understand how to help others. But for my generation, engineers, mathematicians, you know, it's a foreign concept. But yeah, getting people to see that it's not just a transaction, it's a relationship. It's about the quality of the people that I can call today and I know they'll be there for me as opposed to like a social media play where you're connected to tens of thousands of people on you know, whatever social media mm -hmm. site and you're not really connected to them. You're only superficially connected. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's our core philosophy, which is, you know, the quality of the relationships that you build are much more important many times than the quantity of the connections that you collect. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, as much as a as big a fan of the rock as I am, uh, he has, you know, hundreds of over a hundred million followers on Instagram, but I don't ever once feel that I'm connected to him. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, people, people absolutely make, make a, a living out of, you know, followers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, there are influencers out there, there are movie stars and rock stars and all that kind of stuff. But for ordinary folks like you and mm -hmm. me, it's about, you know, the relationships that you build. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with doing both, right? You can, you can have tens of thousands of followers on uh, a podcast or a social media site, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Mm -hmm. But really the relationships where you get most of the value mm -hmm. is primarily through the people that you know and, and the reciprocity that you generate, the goodwill that you generate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, yeah there, and there it is, the, good, the goodwill. I've done, I've done this simply to help you because I know that I can help you whether that comes back to me through you or whether it comes back to me at all for helping you in this, in this sense, it, 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 it doesn't matter. It's I'm doing this cause I can, which like you said, it brings goodwill. And so it, it will, it just not maybe like I helped David, but David wasn't able to help me, but that doesn't matter because, because I helped David, this, this came to me and, and not saying that you're doing it just simply for, for that reason, but just helping because you can, I think is, is the right is the right answer. Um, it's the right thing yeah. to do. And, and Adam, Adam Grant, who's a Wharton professor, wrote a book called Give and Take. Do you ever, do you ever read I that haven't, one, but Craig? now I'm thinking I'm going to have to. Put that on. Yeah, it's really good. Um, and, you know, his research showed, you know, just some, excuse me, summarizing really quick, that 10% of the professional workforce are givers, 10% are takers, and 80% are scorekeepers, right? You owe me a favor, mm -hmm. I owe you a favor, right? And his research showed that the givers are much more successful than the other groups. Mm -hmm. And in my experience, it's very much, you know, that case, uh, you know, I do a ton of networking. I run a number of different um, networking groups. And now with my software company, Treble, we support networking organizations mm -hmm. as well. So I'm, I'm incredibly networked and I probably attend three or four different events per week networking. And I still get a lot of people who come up to me and you can tell instantly that they're takers, right? Mm -hmm. Hey, David, you know, can you do this for me? Do this for me, right? <laughs> and yet it's so rewarding because there's, a, I think, a, a, a really wonderful group of people that just, hey, what can I do for you? And, and what are you up to these days? Oh, hey, I know somebody. Would you, be, would you like me to introduce you to X, Y, or Z? It's like, wow, that's really great. Thank you so much for your kindness. 
And it's those people that, you know, suddenly you feel almost indebted to and you want to reciprocate like, oh, what can I do for you in return? Oh, my God, I, I need to. And I ultimately codified that by by building this platform called Treble with my business partner, Eric Walensky. Mm-hmm. And I was at a networking event one day where during the introductions, you had 30 seconds to answer three questions. One of them was, what do you need help with? What do you need? Mm-hmm. Right. And at the time, I really didn't need anything, but I happened to mention that my daughter was a freshman at Virginia Tech studying electrical engineering. And next summer, you know, she's going to look for an internship. This is like October, right? Six people in the room said, hey, I'm hiring. I know somebody. Oh, get me a resume. I know a company. And within three weeks, this is October of her freshman year, she lands an amazing internship for the following Uh summer. And then that hit me. That was another one of those epiphany moments where it's like, how do you build a system that codifies that kind of serendipity that allows me to unlock those potential, you know, touch points with trusted people, let them know what I need and let them know that I'm willing to help them and, and let me know what they need. Right. Sort of like a bridal registry. You know, if I knew that you were looking for, you know, a microwave mm-hmm. oven, I'd say, Oh, well, well sure. Yeah. Microwave oven, right? Rather than, you know, a set of dishes. Right. Yeah. Have, right. So we built Treble specifically with this wish engine concept in mind that I can look at the people who I have a trusted, long-term, valuable business relationship with, and they can post they're looking for a speaking engagement or a board appointment, or you know, they're looking for a new client, or they're looking for a good international money laundering accountant, <laughs> right? And so it's like, oh, I know somebody. Right. I, I get just a guy. I know somebody. <laughs> I know just the guy, right? Once he gets out of jail, he'll be exactly the right. So, um, you know, we built Treble with that concept in mind that if you know specifically how to help people and you have those good relationships, you know, they're eager to help you and you're eager to reciprocate. And that helps build goodwill and get good things done. Absolutely. And I I like that, that you say specifically because specificity is just so it is, that's what gets it done. When you say, hey, do you know anyone that, you know, if you know anyone that needs X, Y, Z, whatever it is, my services, the people in the room think of no one. But when you say, hey, my daughter's looking for an internship, you know, she's, oh, hey, yeah, no, absolutely. Like, I, I got I got a guy or, you know, or I myself, am, you know, so the, the specifics matter um, in networking. I, just, Yo, really? I, I wanted to kind no. of drive that home because I think too many people missed the point on that one. You're exactly right, Greg. You know, I've given a lot of advice to job seekers over my career, and usually um, one of the, the sins that they'll commit is because they're eager to find the job, they'll say, I can do operations, and I can do sales, and I can do marketing, and I can do this, and this, and this, and this, and this, and it leaves me completely dumbfounded, right? Like, how do I help this person? Because they probably don't have skills in every one of these areas. They're probably strong in one mm-hmm. or two. And I tell them as much as you're afraid of being, you know, of, of locking yourself out of an opportunity, if you can be specific and say, you know, um, I'm interested in an accounting position in a mid-sized company uh, that specializes in, you know, plumbing supplies, the more specific, the easier it is for me to connect that person with the right person and network. And even if there aren't that many job opportunities, putting the person in touch with somebody who shares that background or interest is going to be much more valuable than if I took that person and I introduced them to, um, 
you know, CEO of a software company. And it's like, well, I don't need the plumbing supply accounting background person. Why are you wasting right. my time? Right. So they need to be specific. And that's one of the things that that is usually a big challenge with job seekers. They try to open up as wide an aperture as possible. And I tell them, no, you need to be more specific so you can get connected to the right people. And then the right people will get you to the right job. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. Because I've, I've found myself too, is that, okay, they do this, but then if you, if they can, if they can hone in on that one thing that, like you said, it makes it, like you said, it makes it easier, but then once they, so they do get the interview, well, then they get to, then they do get to put on all the talents that they have. They do get to talk about it. What else can you do? You know, what are your, what are your hobbies? What do you, you know, what is it that you enjoy doing? Or what have you done in these roles? And then they get the chance to, to, to really, uh, to kind of brag on themselves um, and, and talk about all the, you know, all the wonderful things that they can do and all the skills that they can, but to, to, to like you said, the, 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 the broad reach is so they don't miss an opportunity, but by trying to not miss an opportunity, they miss most of them. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. So cool. Well, all right. So you mentioned treble a couple of times and I, I've been, I just kind of been waiting to, to get down to it. So tell us, uh, tell us a little bit uh, about, or yeah, tell us as much as you want about treble kind of where it came from and, and, and how it were, even though you talked about it a little bit, but you know, a little bit more specific on <laughs> speaking of specificity, um, a little bit yep. more about, uh, about treble and, and how it, uh, how it works and how it benefits, uh, those people that are using it. Sure. Sure. So, um, I just, uh, been the chief operating officer of a software company we'd sold for over a hundred million dollars. Um, I was uh, having lunch with a friend of mine, a uh, business associate, and he had shared with me, he had a vision. He's a lawyer who is one of those people like you, more of a natural networking person. He's an attorney that generates a lot of business and his business development style is helping others. So when his clients say, Hey, you know, can you recommend a good, you know, um, real estate agent, wealth manager, investment banker, et cetera. He's always trying to help make those connections. And in return, he gets tons of referral business uh, his way, legal business. So we had lunch and he shared with me his frustration that LinkedIn really didn't cut it as a business development networking platform. And he told me a lot about what his vision was. He, he had started this, um, he's got an advisory board together. He started generating some ideas. And as I'm listening to him talk, uh, his name is Eric Rolinski. Um, as I'm listening to Eric talk, I realized how much similarity his business development networking is to my career development mm -hmm. networking, right? I've always been focusing on the career aspects. Mm -hmm. So when Eric shared with me, what he wanted to build and asked me, you know, would I be interested in serving on the advisory board? I said, absolutely. And within like one or two months, I said, Eric, you know, I want to run this. So, um, you know, he brought me on board as the CEO. Um, we've raised some money and we built out a platform that really scratches three itches and treble kind of means three. So that we have a lot of threes mm -hmm, everywhere. Right. Right? It's for, it's for business development people, who are looking to leverage their network to find new clients, customers, deals, things like that. It's for business professionals who are looking to network for career purposes, uh, looking for a job, a mentor, a speaking engagement, you know, something that will enhance their personal, their professional career. Mm -hmm. And it's also for organizations. So networking groups 
um, like alumni associations or professional societies like bar associations or tech councils or chambers of commerce. It allows those organizations to build a sense of community and unlock hidden value within members so that you know members can help each other and drive greater value for the organization as a whole and then provide the organization a dashboard to show this is the value of being a member of our group. This is what's going mm-hmm. on. Instead of just saying, you know, we had, you know, eight events last year and on average 200 people showed up. Now they can say, this is how many jobs, uh, career opportunities, introductions, referrals, speaking engagements, board partners. They can quantify the real value that's being created. Mm-hmm. Nice. So, yeah, Eric and I um, worked on this for a couple of years. We raised just over a million dollars from angels, um, friends, family. Um, Eric put money in. I put money in. And we launched the product. Um, it's on Android, iPhone, and the web. December of 2017, so we're about a year and a half mm-hmm. old, and we've been growing. And it's it's you know people that we show it to love it. Um, you know it it really helps you manage, grow, but most importantly leverage your network. You know in a in a positive way, right? Share your business wishes with your trusted associates. Keep track of people that have done a lot for you so you can remind yourself hey go back and help that person right don't don't just forget about the kindness that they've given you pay it back or pay it forward if they say hey david you know can you help my daughter she's looking for an internship absolutely let me see what i can do to connect her with the right opportunity because there's probably somebody in my network that is looking for somebody with that skill so we built a platform specifically for networking um, which is different from the social media you know, uh, advertising, handing out business card kind of world. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the response has been really great. We're, we're really excited. Nice. So <clears throat> I went, I was going through it myself and, um, it was <laughs> that day. And I feel like this is a kind of a cop out. I was literally having like my network was playing with me that day. Like I couldn't, I couldn't do anything. I couldn't send emails. I couldn't, like, I just couldn't get online. So I didn't get the chance to, I, I went through it as much as I could get through it. Um, but what I did find interesting um, was that uh, I think I saw in there somewhere that there is actually, so not only like you get in there, like any platform that's new that you're not familiar with, you know, a lot of times you're just clicking buttons and trying to figure things out, but you guys offer, you guys offer some training on that, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, one of the things, absolutely. One of the things that, um, you know, we, we like to think of it as a CRM mm-hmm. for your trusted network. Mm-hmm. And it's not the most intuitive, but we're working to make it, you know, easier to use and more tutorial screens, et cetera. You know, so we know we have some work cut out for us there. But within five to 10 minutes, most people pick it up if we show them. Right. So we have a Thursday at three o'clock webinar. Um, you know, usually we get a handful of people on those webinars and anywhere from, you know, five minutes to maybe half an hour, if there are a lot of questions, whatever, we can show people really how to get started with the platform. Um, when you're working on it on your own, it's very different from all the social media sites that are out Mm -hmm. there. Um, because you don't post stuff, you don't, you don't take pictures of yourself eating lunch (laughs) or or, or winning, winning, (laughs) you're the lunch itself or whatever. So it's more about you know, tracking all the people that are in your network, um, helping them, letting them know what they can do to help you in return. Uh, we've got a lot of analytics. Um, we have a actionable insights engine that helps provide useful tools of people you should meet based upon common interests or 
um, um, wish matches. So if I post a wish, I'm looking to hire a software developer in Baltimore and you happen to post a wish that you're looking for a job as a software developer in Baltimore, the system's smart enough to say, hey, David, you know, you and Craig, looks like you have complimentary wishes. You guys should connect. Um, so we have a lot of systems like that, but it usually takes about five to 10 minutes of a demo for people to get running. And, you know, we're hoping to, to continue to improve the user interface and the experience to make it a little bit more intuitive. Um, but we highly recommend anybody that wants to check it out, drop in on one of the Thursday afternoons at three o'clock Eastern time sessions and, um, you know, just sit in for a couple minutes and then you'll realize how easy it is. Nice. And what's the, and what's the website that we go to? Yeah, go to treblenetwork.com. And if you search the app stores for the plat for the apps, just search treble network, all one word. Um, and then you'll see the link for the Thursday webinars um, on the on the website. I think it's totally yeah, that. Cool. Oh, that's great. Um, so, OK, Treble Network is going. Um, I, I said this earlier and I, I, I want to spend more time on that, but I do want to get in to some of the things. And, and just because I had mentioned it earlier um, that you had um, that you had achieved the, the awards that you had gotten. Um, and I know kind of taking a step back because that was, that was probably before some of the, at least one of them was before you started travel, but then also, um, uh, you know, one of them happened, I think in 2018, um, from the, I think it was the, was it the, was it the, uh, I'm sorry, the Rensselaer, uh, award that you got, or what, that was in yeah. 2018. Tell, tell us I what just... that is, why you got it. And then, sure. and, and, and then also the, um, the uh, award from uh, the uh, Maryland controller. Sure. Um, so they're, they're, uh, I'm very proud to have served on the alumni board of trustees for RPI, Rensselaer, uh, for about a mm -hmm. decade. Um, but even before I was on the board of trustees, this is right around the time um, that I was, you know, going through my first set of epiphanies, you know, unemployed <laughs> and, and all that. I started the Rensselaer Alumni Network, just a group of alums helping other alums find jobs, uh, learn how to network, provide forms for networking, you know, all for free, right? So it's a complete volunteer group. And that's about 20 years now that I've been involved with this, uh, initially as the founder and then as the leader. And then I stepped down to let other people lead it. And now I'm back uh, running, running it again. And it's helped thousands and thousands of alums, you know, learn how to network, provide forms for it, whether they're physical, we have chapters across the United States and or virtual, we do a lot of webinars and all that. Um, so the school was kind enough to recognize me for for helping to inspire and and really change the culture of the alumni association to be more uh, in tune with today's world of, you know, collaboration and cooperation and networking in a positive sense. So I was very, um, very honored to, to receive that award. Uh, the Stimulating Minds. Uh, so um, uh, I, I believe in giving back. And again, I mentioned previously that, you know, as a, as a math prodigy, you had three choices, you know, um, accountant, actuary, or math yeah. professor. That was it. And in today's world, there are so many, so many exciting careers out there. If you have an interest in math or science or engineering, there's just so much that you can do. And there are nowadays a fair number of STEM festivals, science, technology, engineering, mm -hmm. math. But I got together with a group of, of like-minded folks a few years ago, 
and we started hosting STEM festivals. And my condition was, I'm happy to, to, to put a lot of time and effort into it, but we must have at least one math festival each year. And as far as I know, it, it might be one of the few, um, you know, math festivals, uh, or maybe there were more now, but back then. And so uh, we would bring kids out by the, the, the bus loads and it wasn't lectures. We required every presenter to have some sort of hands-on demonstration, something that kids could really engage mm -hmm. in that would involve math or science or engineering, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And we did that for several years. Um, we had these really great math festivals, and then they alternated with STEM festivals every six months, math and STEM. Um, and the, the comptroller of the state of Maryland recognized uh, me for that. And again, I'm, I'm truly very honored that uh, Peter Franchot uh, recognized me for, for that work. Um, uh, and, and again, I passed that off to other people. Um, but I, I, I just believe that it's so important to inspire people to do good and to know about all the great opportunities that are there um, so that you don't have to figure it out yourself like I had to do all those years ago, there are so many other examples. And, you know, you look at big bang theory, which is kind of made cool, you know, the introverted mm -hmm. geeky engineers <laughs> yeah. and all that. Right. I mean, it, it's now kind of cool. And, and you see a lot of kids that, that see this now. So I'm, I'm thrilled to be a small part of a big movement. Um, and uh, that's the, uh, the William Donald Schaefer award. Well, you know, <clears throat> I've, I've heard this and definitely in my ears, so what you've done, I mean, the, the, the education, the, the work that you've done and all that. But when you and, and, and I don't know the, the, from the, the career side of, of the awards that you've won or the, the, way, the way you've been recognized. But I know that what you you know, what you just talked about and what's in your bio is that you literally won awards, not for not for math, but kind of for math, but not for math, not for engineering, but for networking. Yeah, it's, like, very true. You, it's, it's for helping it's for, people right? literally it's for helping people and that's where you got recognized um that that you're talking about more it would seem and and maybe that's just because it, it's it offers maybe it's more value than like hey i won an award for engineering like hey that's great but what does that do for the masses and it sounds like that's where your like your interest is in i mean not only helping people but helping a lot of people and helping kids you know you know, find potentially find a talent. Like I think, I, I think it's, I, like I said, I'm biased in how I hear things because when you start talking about networking, I want to know, but what you're talking about now is literally uh, award-winning networking uh, skills, but uh, award-winning, uh, just award-winning networking. So like kudos to you, not that you need them for me, but Holy cow. Like that's like, that's fantastic. I appreciate that. Chris. For sure. For sure. So I think we I think we hit pretty much on everything that uh, I was thinking about talking about. Is there anything else that you wanted to to to, to expand on or, or talk more about from uh, from from your perspective? Oh boy, the, um, I'll I'd like to leave with one thing, right? And and this goes to people who are either in that career search mode or in the you know looking for my next client mode. Please, right? yeah, um, yeah. And people that are listening, please pay attention because if you're in that boat, yeah. here we go. This, this is like. 20 years of experience, right. Right? Um, there are amazing people out there. There are very few of them, but they're there. And the story that to me always epitomized this was I was looking for a job and I happened to read a little blurb 
that, you know, company X, the CEO, you know, wishes their president well, president's going to move on to do, you know, personal new pursuits, etc. So I take a, a just a pure guess that the CEO um, is going to have an email first name dot last name at company.com. And, you know, he probably is going to look for a new president of the company. So I, I just write to him and I say, you know, dear, you know, so-and-so, I noticed that, you know, you have the president of the company stepped down. So you might be looking for somebody here, are my qualifications, I'd be interested in talking to you. And I happened to look at his bio and found that he had his MBA from Harvard and his electrical engineering masters from MIT. So I threw in a little bit of my personality and I said, it's too bad you don't, you didn't go to good schools like I did. <laughs> and this was one of like a hundred different emails that I wrote that uh-huh. month, you know, looking uh-huh. for jobs. He calls me up. I felt like a principal was calling me down to the office, you know, like you're in trouble. Get your butt right. down here now. I've met him. I, the job didn't work out, but we've been friends ever uh-huh. since. And he's actually introduced me to a lot of really great people. It's, it's an incredibly valuable. So my point of that story really is that there are some amazing people out there. You know, again, it's the Halloween. You get a lot of people that are not home and a couple of lumps of coal. But there are some really amazing snicker bar kind of people out there. And you just have to treasure them and look for them and don't give up. Um, you just, the more you search, the more of those that you will uncover. And that, that makes it all worthwhile. Nice. That's, that is a great Great story. Um, wow. <laughs> Great way to wrap it up, uh, sir. So, I, man, I can't tell you how I appreciate your time. Um, you know, this, this went longer than I, I had thought it would, uh, or not thought I would, but kind of, but I'm, I'm glad. Like, this was, man, it was all such good stuff. Like, I appreciate you taking that, that time. Um, and can, so I'm going to wrap this up, but can you hang out for a minute afterwards? Absolutely, Craig. Thank you so much for making time and, and having me on. I've, I've enjoyed every minute of this so far. It's been really, really <laughs> Absolutely great. appreciate it. All right, folks, I appreciate you being uh, being here, tuning in, listening. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, you know, come in uh, next week, or I'm sorry, in, uh, in in a couple weeks, we're gonna gonna get more into some uh, some networking tactics, some more whys, and things of that nature. I, I appreciate you being here today. Thanks so much. I'll talk to you real soon.